We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, December the 21st, 2020. On today's show, we have got a lot to get into, guys. First, we'll start with the ongoing coordinator rumors. What is this coaching staff going to look like under Shane Beamer, guys? I'll give you guys my thoughts, things I'm hearing the latest as far as I know I tweeted out there on Saturday night that I have heard who the defensive coordinator is going to be for South Carolina. I've heard some things on the offensive side of the ball as well, but we got a lot to get into in regards to that. Who are the coordinators going to be? Obviously, I kept the details to myself. I will expand on what I've been hearing, like I said, especially on the defensive side of the football, the defensive coordinator. Who is going to be the D.C.? Who's going to be the O.C.? Who are these coaches going to be? I'll dive into all that. Also, the Gamecocks are Tampa-bound for the Gasparilla Bowl. South Carolina accepting an invite to take on the UAB Blazers in Tampa and the Gasparilla Bowl this Saturday, December the 26th. I'll talk about the game itself, give my overall thoughts, reactions to South Carolina taking on the Blazers, the Gamecocks going out on the field one more time in the 2020 football season. Also, some news and notes to get into your listener questions. We got a packed show here on Monday, guys, so sit back, relax, enjoy. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're also not a trucking company. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. So their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project as you are. They're dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service, guys. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They are founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, guys. So Gamecock owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs this holiday season, be sure to check out my friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. And, of course, their website. If you have any questions, comments, any more information you want to find out, go to their website today, upstatemoversgroup.com. That is upstatemoversgroup.com. Guys, they also, the show is also brought to you by our friends over at my. Bookie with Christmas literally around the corner, literally this Friday. My bookie's been in a giving mood a $250 risk free bet on Thanksgiving, boosted odds and free bets every hour of Black Friday, and they continue to give away more freebies for Cyber Monday. For a sports book that 
is supposed to be in the business of making money. They were giving it away. That's just one of the reasons why I've been rolling with my bookie this season. The fact is this, guys. If you're going to put action on the games, whether you're betting NFL, NCAA, college football, college hoops, whatever your preference may be, hey, maybe the bowl games, right? You want to do it with a reputable brand like my bookie. Guys, you can make a deposit using the promo code Gamecocks. That's promo code Gamecocks, and they'll match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. Guys, it's simple. Put in $200, get an extra $100 to play with. Joining and depositing is a simple process, and it's quick, but more importantly, when it's time to get paid, that's quick too. Treat yourself with some extra cash in your pocket this holiday season by investing in your intuition, guys. It's not just winter season, it's winning season. So bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Let's get it. Guys, I'm Chris Phillips. Here's the Spurs Up show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in here on a Monday. We got a lot to get into. And first things first, it is great to talk to you guys here on a Monday. Like I said last week, like I said on Friday, wasn't sure what the schedule was going to be like this upcoming week. Obviously, it is Christmas week, guys. Hope you're having a very Merry Christmas, whether you are in the office right now, you're on the commute, you're on the way home. Maybe you're at home, you took the week off, you're with family like I am. I'm actually with family back in North Augusta this week. So a little bit different, obviously, the remote studio, if you will. But the show does go on. And we were unsure kind of what the schedule, right, was going to be this week. We had no idea as far as would South going to be in a bowl game. Um, you know, I wasn't planning, you know, initially wasn't planning on doing any podcasts, any live streams, none of that. Well, South Carolina, because of recent events with the bowl games and stuff, it's game week. So here we are. The show rolls on. Very excited to talk to you guys here on a Monday. Really, guys, it's crazy, maybe in a sick, twisted way. I'm glad it turned out the way it did. Because, again, I didn't want to go a week without talking to you guys. I mean, we have so much positive momentum in the business right now. Things are going great. The show is going great. The merchandise is going great. Let's be honest. I wanted to talk to you guys all week. So, again, a normal week this week with the Spurs Up show, believe it or not, even with Christmas being on Friday. We will have podcasts every single day, Monday through Friday. You guys remember exactly how things went down during the season as far as kind of the way the schedule was set up as far as um, what we did each day. Going to be the exact same thing this week. For example, I'll preview the game on Thursday. I'll give my prediction. I'll actually drop a podcast on Christmas Day Friday with my prediction for the game Saturday when the Gamecocks take on UAB. We will also be doing the Daily Crow live stream every single day this week, except for Friday. Obviously not going to do it Christmas Day, but Monday through Thursday this week, noon to one, the show goes on. Saturday, I'll do a pregame and postgame show as well, and I'll be doing that live from my house. I'm going to be watching the game at home, obviously. No watch party or anything crazy like that. Um, probably won't be making the trip to Tampa. That's something I've, I've kind of gone back and forth on and thought about and you know, with it being the day after Christmas and all that stuff and Tampa being such a far drive or whatever, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I will keep you guys updated. But again, it's great to be talking to you because like I said, we all enjoy this. I love what I do. It's a blessing to be able to come on, talk to you guys, talk Gamecock football, talk Gamecock sports in general. Now, let's be honest. I didn't want to take a week off, right? Like we had a good time. Um, really, really good stuff. Again, it's, it's a blessing to be able to chat with you guys here on a Monday. And thank you so much all 
for tuning in. Uh, really exciting stuff. Again, a really exciting week. Obviously, a lot happening over the weekend. But again, just want to let you guys know because there were some questions as far as the schedule. Would I be even be putting out shows this week? Any live streams? Any of that? I'm really excited because you know what? The show goes on. It is business as normal this week, and I am pumped up and fired up that we'll be chatting all week long. So, guys, thank you again so much for the love, support. Again, I know a lot of you are probably, you know, at home with family. You're on the road. You're traveling. You're, you're doing whatever. You're doing the Christmas thing. So to everyone that takes the time to tune into this show, tune in the live streams, consume the content, show love to the content, share the content, especially during this time right now when there's a million other things you could be doing, Thank you so much again for the love, support, love chatting with you guys. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad things worked out the way they did. Let's call it for what it is. I'm kind of glad things worked out the way they did. And, uh, you know, we get to roll right in this game. We have one more game football game to watch. Before we get into that, though, let's start with really the place that everybody wants to start with. And, and that is the coordinator search. And that is the ongoing search. Who is going to be? on the Gamecocks football staff? That is the million-dollar question right now. If you have the answers to that, you are the most popular person on social media right now. And, boy, did I send social media into a little bit of a frenzy on Saturday night? Because, listen, I was out at a Christmas party, having a good time, hanging out, whatever, right? This is the sequence of events. Watched football all day. Unfortunately, watched that team from the upstate trounce Notre Dame like we unfortunately thought would happen. Watched Shane Beamer in Oklahoma get a Big 12 title. Watch the little SEC title. Watch ball all day long. Great Saturday. Great stress-free day of football. Some really good football games that were on. I'm at a Christmas party Saturday night, right? Enjoying myself, having a good time, all that good stuff. And just as the tweet said and the post said, I indeed get a text from my guy that says, XYZ is your new defensive coordinator. Now, is this 110%? Is there a possibility it could be someone else? I'm not saying there isn't a possibility. I think there probably is. Maybe. But my guy that I trust told me a name. And I wasn't surprised who the name was. And I'm going to tell you guys which name he told me right here on these airwaves. I didn't want to say it on Twitter because, honestly, and I'll say this, and I, I'm not going to dive into this, but it's really funny because, again, I, I know a lot of you probably don't pay attention to it, but obviously I see all of the replies and the interactions and everything that goes on. I don't know what it is, if it's just a thing in, like, college circles or whatever, but, like, the way that people react to a situation like that, like saying, like, oh, I know this, like, my guy told me this. The way that some people react, like how upset they get and how personally they take somebody else knowing some information, like how, how, how much that hurts them. I, I don't understand it. I truly do not understand it. And I think it's just funny that there are people out there that think that I've gotten to this point in the business with the support system and the following and all of that that we have. And people still don't think that I would have sources and I, I don't tout myself as being that guy I don't tout myself I have not made a living being the quote-unquote insider guy I literally have a t-shirt on my store that is making fun of the quote-unquote insiders and quote-unquote media and all that good stuff you guys know that but I've also told you guys before being in a position that I'm in I'm going to hear things and I'm going to have people give me information and as long as I have their blessing which most of the time I'm going to because I'm not going to reveal who they are who's telling me this of course 
But like, I'm going to share the information with you guys because I think it's intriguing. It's interesting. There's merit to it on a lot of different fronts. And I think this is another situation. So again, that, that was just kind of a funny thing. See, seeing some of the reactions, it's like, guys, it's just social media. Like, it's not that serious. And seeing some people, the way they reacted, it just, it was funny. It was kind of funny. But anyway, with that being said, that doesn't really matter. It's neither, neither here nor there. I get a text Saturday night. Hey, so-and-so is your new defensive coordinator. So let's talk about it. Who right now, who, what am, I, who am I hearing is going to be the Gamecocks DC? Because I feel like a lot of the focus, and rightfully so, has been on the offensive side. You know, we did the live stream on Friday. I don't know if you guys saw. I had my little whiteboard behind me. I said, Gamecocks for Garrett Riley. I want Garrett Riley personally. Will it be Garrett Riley? I'm not 110% sure. I think there's a good chance, but I'm not 110% sure. But the name, there's two names right now, I'll tell you, that for D.C., I think it's going to be one of these two guys for certain. But the guy that I heard, again, my guy hit me up Saturday night. This is your defensive coordinator. I asked him, how sure are you? That's what I said to him. How sure are you this is the guy? And he said, well, my guy I talked to, he said he feels really, really good. He said, is there a chance it may not happen? Certainly, but he feels really good. He thinks this is going to be the dude. And that name is Jay Bateman, defensive coordinator at North Carolina. I know a lot of you are probably familiar with that name. That has obviously been one of the names on the short list that has been circulating around. The other big name that I'm hearing is Heacock over at Iowa State. What is it? John Heacock, correct? John Heacock. Yes, John Heacock at Iowa State. And from people I've talked to, I've actually got a really, really good buddy that covers Texas. And we you obviously know I have my other buddy, Tyler McComas, covers Oklahoma. Big Big 12 people I've talked to, they think either that really Heacock would be a fantastic hire. I know some people have some issues with the Jay Bateman thing, okay, because of his defenses at UNC. But from everybody else that I've talked to, and these are football people that I've talked to, they love the hire, and I especially love the hire when I think of recruiting ties that Jay Bateman will have. And I've told you guys before when it comes to the coaching staff that there, it's not like I'm very picky in the sense like I think Shane Beamer is going to hire a premier staff no matter what. I think the guys that he has, it's like Shane Beamer said, everybody that's our A candidate's available. Like he's going to get who he wants, it sounds like to me. But right now, my guy, the text I got on Saturday night, he said, Jay Bateman. Now, is it 110% going to be Jay Bateman? I don't know. It might not be, but I think it's going, if I had to put money on it right now, if I was a gambling man, it's either going to be Bateman or John Heacock in my mind. Maybe another name comes out this week, a dark horse candidate, whatever. And again, if it turns out it's not either of those guys, don't shoot the messenger. That's all I am at this point. I'm not trying to be right. I'm not. Trying, I'm just telling you guys what I am hearing, and sort of really more so just who has the momentum right now to be the dude. So again, my guy says Jay Bateman. I think it's either going to be him or John Heacock from Iowa State. I think both guys would be fantastic hires. Again, I think in this scenario, the OC is much more important than the DC because you got to be able to score points. Like you can go out there and find a, a pretty solid defensive coordinator. But you got to be able to score points. If you can't score points, it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? That, that, that's the side of the ball. And I, I know this year was different with how bad your defense was. But that's the side of the ball the last regime was never able to figure out was offensively. To win in college football now, I mean, look, look at the SEC championship. What was it, 53 to 48? That's college football now. But again, from what I'm hearing, Jay Bateman from UNC, 
That is what my guys hit me up and told me. Again, not 110%. It could be somebody else, but that's just what I'm hearing right now. And again, like I said, if I had to put money on it, Bateman or Heacock, I think it's going to be one of those two guys. And if I had to put money on the offensive side of things for OC, I would probably say Garrett Riley. I, I, I've heard nothing different. Um, and I do, I do want to talk about one thing, too. I, I've heard a lot of things about Mike Bobo and this co-coordinator thing, and, and Mike Bobo is going to be calling plays and doing this. Guys, Mike Bobo is not going to be calling plays next year. He's not. He might stay on staff. There's a chance Mike Bobo might stay on staff. I think there's a fairly good chance. That's picking up a lot of steam. But calling plays? No, no, no. No. That's not going to happen. So I've seen some other accounts and some other people. You know, a lot of people have asked me about that. And I know a lot of you are not very fond of Mike Bobo, and mainly because of the Ryan Helensky saga. And I totally get it. I totally get where you're coming from. But, uh, you know, I I will not hate it if Mike Bobo stays on staff, as long as he's not the OC. You know, if he's just an offensive, you know, coach, analyst, whatever he's going to be, whatever his role is going to be. Like, Mike Bobo, guys, whether you want to admit it or not, Mike Bobo did a damn good job with this South kind of offense this year. No question. And I think Mike Bobo is like a – he's a good football coach. There's no doubt. Dude's been doing it a long time. Again, I know a lot of you have a sore spot because of the whole Helensky thing and how that's gone down. And if you do, hey, I'm not telling you how to feel, but Mike Bobo squeezed blood out of a rock this year when it comes to the Gamecocks offense. I mean, no playmakers and was still able to find a way to score points. Got it a good job. So, again, I don't think you have to worry about, oh, Mike Bobo is going to be the main OC. He's going to be calling plays, doing this, doing that. I think you're fine there. But is there a chance Mike Bobo stays on staff? I I think there's a fairly good shot. So, again, that's what I'm hearing on the coaching front. Like I said, I know that's the hot topic right now. And I think we're going to find out this week, guys. I don't think we're going to be waiting much longer. Um, You know, now that seasons are in the books and conference championships are done with. And I think that's that's what a lot of what Shane Beamer was waiting on with a lot of these guys. You know, heck, I mean, John Heacock coached against his team, Oklahoma. On Saturday, you know, Jay Bateman's been doing his thing with North Carolina. I mean, these guys have been coaching out their season. So now that that's in the books, I think this is the week. This week is when you're going to see this stuff come down. So, again, offensively, I would probably say Garrett Riley right now. Defensively, I think it's either going to be John Heacock or Jay Bateman. Like I said, my people are telling me Jay Bateman. Is it going to be him? Is it going to be Heacock? Is it going to be somebody else? Hopefully, we find out sooner rather than later. Let's move into the bowl situation. Because like I said, the regular season has wrapped up. And yes, even at 2-8, and eight, South Carolina is going to a bowl game. It is game week, guys. Happy game week once again, by the way. The final game week of 2020. And I'll say this first things first. To the people, if you're tuned into this show, to the people, if you're tuned into this show and you're one of these people that, is upset or mad or feels some type of way about South kind of going to a bowl game. Like you don't feel like South kind of deserves to go to one or they just shouldn't go to one. Or like who, who shit in your Wheaties? Like, like what? I mean, come on, man. The kids bust their ass all year long. They put it on the line to go through a COVID season to give us football to watch. If they can put together a team, which it sounds like right now they can, Mike Bobo saying they had 51 or 52 scholarship players of practice on Sunday. So they've got a team. 
if they can put a team out there, who who are you to say South Carolina should not go play in a bowl game? Who are you to say these guys shouldn't have one more opportunity to strap it up? And as a fan, why would you ever say no to more football? Why would you say no to having the opportunity to watch Kevin Harris run the football in one more game this season? Why would you say no for a guy like Luke Doty to have the opportunity to get all these practices in and compete? And you cannot simulate game day reps in practice and all these young guys on defense to get to go out there and compete one more time. You know, we, we, we sit in the off season and, and we starve for football. I mean, you know, we'll sit there in June. Heck, I just have perspective, man. And I, I was sitting there June, July, beginning of August. Didn't even know if we were going to have a season. Didn't know what the future of the business looked like, to be totally honest with you guys. I had no clue. So I'm grateful the fact that we even had a season in general. I, I know the season was rough. Went two and eight, ugly a lot of the time. But you get a matchup here in the Gasparilla Bowl in South Carolina, getting to the point they are accepting an invite, have accepted an invite to the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa this Saturday, December the 26th, noon kickoff on ABC. Gamecocks taking on the University of Alabama, Birmingham, the Blazers, in a really interesting matchup. I don't think South Carolina's played UAB in football since 2011. It's been a while. It's been a while since those teams squared off. But, you know, I, it's – listen, it's a weird year. And I started to think there, honestly, late Sunday. I wasn't sure if South Carolina was going to get into a bowl game because a lot of them have been canceled and teams are opting out and all this other stuff. But you know what? I'm happy for the players, seniors that get to play another game. Just, you know, just the players, like I said, overall, a reward for those guys. that They get a reward. These guys have busted their asses all season long through good, bad, and indifferent dealt with the coaching change, dealt with the pandemic, have showed up to work every single day, and from all accounts have kept a good attitude and everything else, have busted it. Like, I have no issues with them getting another game. None. And I just don't understand these fans that I see on social media, like, oh, my God, this is, this is the worst thing ever. And I saw a fan saying, like, oh, my God, if we lose the UAB, the, 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 the damage will be irreversible. It'll be irreparable. I'm like, Bro, it's a bowl game. Like, really? We lost to UConn in the Papa John's Bowl, and we were fine. We got shut out by Virginia 28-0. to zero. We lost to Citadel in 2015, and we, we were okay. Like, bro, if you lose the UA, which I think it's a very winnable game, by the way. Like, I like the matchup. Bro, but if you lose the UAB, if you go out there and you go down swinging, you lose the who? It don't matter. It is what it is. And that's, I think, the best part about the bowl game. Hey, you get one more shot. You have nothing to lose. You know what I mean? You got, this team has nothing to lose, literally. Literally. Mike Bobo speaking to the media on Sunday night, confirming all staff outside of Eric Wolford will coach in the bowl game, which I thought was really interesting. Because you think about it. I mean, T-Rob and Kyle Krantz, those two guys have 110% been let go, and they're going to come back and coach. What an interesting relationship that is. What, a, what an interesting uh, dynamic, I should say, that is. But like I said, Mike was saying they had about 52 scholarship players practice Sunday. They're not going to reveal the roster or depth chart until the day of the game. So... Hell, we don't know who's playing. I would assume guys like Shai Smith, Sedarius Hutcherson, um, 
Ernest Jones will all be out. Those guys have already declared for the draft, and I think I think probably all three of them have hired agents at this point. As soon as you do that, obviously you're not eligible. So, and we're going to dive in this game a lot more later this week, obviously. Just want to talk about really just the basic announcement, my thoughts on it. Again, overall, I'm happy for the players. Um, selfishly, obviously, from my point of view, as a content creator, hey, you know, like I said, we didn't know what the schedule was going to be like this week. I wasn't planning on putting out any podcasts, doing live streams, but again, I'm crazy. I wanted to do it. I love doing this stuff. I love the fact we have one more game to talk about and break down and look forward to. And the game's literally on a Saturday. Like, it's literally a game week once again. And you know what? Like I said, guys, half perspective. We're lucky. We're lucky as fans. We're lucky that in 2020, we've been able to watch football games. And, hey, like I said, if you're still one of those people that's like, oh, my God, this team shouldn't be in a bowl game. It shouldn't be going. Like, you deserve a lump of coal in your stocking. Like, stop being a Grinch. Let them play. Let the boys play. Let them compete. Hey, what happens if you mess around and win the game? How about that feel good going into the Shane Beamer era? And I know a lot of you have asked about that. Shane Beamer will be watching from the sidelines. He will not be coached. Hey, have you ever thought about, too, this is going to be a great opportunity for Shane Beamer to evaluate his football team. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, yes, he could go back and watch film, obviously, and all that good stuff, but he's going to be able to sit in and actually watch his team. Like, hey, what do I have? What are my problem areas? What do I need? Who are guys that I think maybe aren't being utilized correctly that maybe I can do something with them? You know, like, and hey, is this kind of like a mini audition for a lot of these coaches on the staff? Because Shane Beamer has not decided, obviously, I mean, at least at this point, that we know on who is coming back. So I, I think the, the pros, the positives outweigh the negatives of this bowl situation. Again, I know it's weird. I know it's weird to be going to a bowl game at 2-8. and eight. I, I totally get that. I, I'm not saying it's not. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm excited. I'm fired up. I'm happy. Like I said, selfishly, from the content creator perspective, I'm elated. I, I mean, I'm, I am... I'm all for this. I'm ecstatic we're going to a bowl game. That just gives me more content to pump out. So, especially with, hey, especially with basketball, they can't even get a game in. So, like, why not? Give us a football game. So, like I said, if you're not happy, if you're not excited, if you're not pumped up, come on, lighten up, you Grinch. Find a way to get happy about it. Um, One quick note on the game, by the way. Because I thought the thing that was interesting is this, too. I saw somebody on social media, again, say that, oh, my God, this is a lose-lose scenario because if you, if, you, if you beat UAB, you were supposed to beat them. If you lose the UAB, oh, it's a terrible loss. South Carolina's a five-point underdog, guys. You're not supposed to do anything. So if you're South Carolina, you literally have nothing to lose. Nothing. You have nothing to lose in this. Nothing to lose in this scenario. So... Again, we'll be interesting to see. All right, let's go ahead and move into your listener questions, guys. Really quickly, as you guys probably, I, I should have mentioned this earlier in the show, no guest interview today, though, um, because of the scheduling stuff, and I wasn't sure, are we going to have shows, are we not? And also, like, everybody's busy right now with Christmas week and all that stuff. So no guest interview today, probably no guest interviews at all this week, because, again, Thursday is Christmas Eve. Um, I don't know, could maybe get somebody on. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. You, you guys will, will tune in either way, I know. But uh, might just do no guests this week. So I'll have to let you guys know. But, again, let's go ahead and move to the listener questions really quickly, and we'll wrap this thing up. Sports Talk Benji 
when do y'all see us beating Clemson again? <sighs> well, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a few years. I'll just be totally honest with you. I think it'll be a few years. Um, I'll be really interested to see how South Carolina performs in Shane Beamer's first attempt against Clemson. But, you know, let you call for what it is. I hate to say it, but they got that thing rolling. I mean, Clemson's got that thing rolling, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. And, you know, I, I really do believe next year is going to be one of your better opportunities. I mean, they, they're losing Trevor Lawrence. They're losing Travis Etienne. Um, they come to your place. I mean, you know, but I, I, I'm not going to make any unrealistic claims. I think it's probably going to be at least two to three years where South Carolina realistically has a true shot to beat Clemson again. Um, let's see. D. Rose, four thoughts on a Bobo-Garrett-Riley duo. Again, I think Bobo, there's a really good shot. He will stay on this offensive staff to assist. I do not think he'll be calling plays. I, I just don't. If he, hey, if he does and I'm wrong, well, I'll, so be it. I'll be wrong, but I, I just don't see any scenario where Mike Bobo is calling plays. I, I don't see that. Uh, let's see. H underscore gap five. Do you think next season will be rough considering the small recruiting class and guys who are gone? Like I said, I, I still believe that six and six or better is, is a realistic first year for Shane Beamer to come in. Listen, right now the class is small. That it's not good. They're going to add guys, whether it be JUCOs, whether it be, tr I think transfer portal is going to be huge for South Carolina. I think you'll have enough again to get to 500 or better. I, I really do. I think you can make a bowl game in the first year with Shane Beamer. I, I, I don't think that's unrealistic at all. So, Yes, it's rough right now. I, I totally agree with you and understand where you're coming from in that regard. And you, you've certainly got some guys to replace. But I don't know. Next year will be very interesting. Because, again, you assume it goes back to a normal schedule. You have four non-conference games, three that I think should be kicking wins. You got Vandy, which is four. You got four what should be sure wins in my mind. I throw Kentucky in that as well. That's five wins. And then out of, like I said, Tennessee, Mizzou, Florida, a and you, you tell me you can't find one more win? Auburn, can't find one more win there? So I, I think six and six or better is very doable. And again, I, I, think, I think this team next year will be better than people will expect just because, like I've said before, I've said it a million times, it'll be better because Shane Beamer is going to take this roster. He is going to see, wow, Look at this roster mismanagement. Wow, look at XYZ player who was not developed correctly, who actually has talent. There are talented players on this roster. We have not seen the best of them. We haven't, but there are talented players on this roster. Can Shane Beamer get that out of them? I think we're going to like the answer we get. I, I really do. Uh, let's continue the listener questions here. Palmer King 14, losing this bowl would make us more of a laughing stock than we already are. Again, guys, we're a five-point underdog. We're not supposed to win. I, I don't. I just don't understand. And, and you know what? It's a defeatist mentality to say, oh, we just shouldn't play the game because what if we lose? That's not how you think as a competitor. Like, that's not how you think. Why would I? I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I don't understand that logic. So I'm happy South Carolina's playing in the bowl game. I, I, I'm, I'm salivating at the thought of getting to watch Kevin Harris run the football one more time this year. I'm salivating at the thought of getting to watch Luke Doty play quarterback again and watch just watch this team go out there and compete. I enjoy watching Gamecock football, as I know you all do as well. Again, I know the season's been rough. We don't want to see us go out there and struggle, especially get blown out. But what if you don't? What if you win? You never know. You got to play. So 
I think it's only a positive. I don't think there's a single negative of playing in this bowl game. I'm excited. I'm elated. I'm fired up. K underscore hop 12. Honest question. How do you make money off of TSUS brand? And do you have to work a job job? <laughs> a job job. So I get this question a lot. Um, long story short, without diving into like a lot of the business details, um, revenue comes from a lot of different channels. So, you know, sponsorships who pay a monthly fee, uh, you know, or, you know, they'll pay it a couple months in advance or year, but sponsorship is one way merchandise sales, um, smaller brand partners that come through my podcast hosting platform. I'm now monetizing on YouTube. That's another way. Um, merchandise deals in regards to like, like what we're doing with, uh, with rivals in Florence, South Carolina, which guys, those shirts should be available in store by the latest Wednesday, which is really, really exciting for the business, obviously. And I'm really excited for that merchandise to get there. Cause I think it'll do really well. Um, outside of that, there are other small side things as well that feed into the business because I, I really truly do believe in diversifying. Obviously, um, you have to be multiple, you know, when you run a business, especially in 2020, I call 2020 a hustler's paradise, and I still believe it is. I think 2021 might, you know, might be the same. But no, it's my full time job. Yeah, it, it is a, and it's it's a job job. It's a legitimate business. I mean, it, it's it's a legit business. So, um, you know, it, it's it's been a wild ride. It's it's been great. It's been such a rewarding experience, and uh, you know, being an entrepreneur and being a small business owner, especially. In 2020, when there were so many challenges and so many things that, uh, you know, we had to overcome and obstacles. But, you know, I've told a lot of people that, uh, you know, buddies that I know that either have small businesses or, or whatever it may be, just people that I knew that as a small business owner, if you could make it through 2020, you're golden. Because I, I don't know how much tougher it could really get. I mean, again, keep in perspective, you know, awful things could happen. Was 2020 really that bad? I don't think so. But anyways, if you can hustle through that, you should feel really confident in yourself. And we were able to do that. And it's not without you guys' love and support and everything else. But yeah, the revenue, there's different streams for revenue for the business. Again, like I said, sponsorships is the main one. I'd say that's probably 90% of the revenue, um, what those guys pay on a monthly basis or whatever the partnership is. But, uh, you know, that smaller brand partners, um, you know, merchandise, uh, you know, merch deals in regards to wholesale, merchandise sales on my store. So, there are a lot of different ways. Um, there are a lot of different ways. And like I said, you know, obviously YouTube as well. So, and again, you have to be diversified. But yeah, it's no, it's, it's, that's how the money is made. Um, and really, if you want to go into details, again, I'm getting off kind of on, on a ramble here, but the way, the, the way that we make money is we provide value. That's what the Spurs Up shows able to do, provides value. Okay. So that's how. The, the channel to make it happen comes through what I just mentioned with sponsors, all that stuff, but how we provide value. So, but no, I, I mean, you guys see how much content I put out. This thing takes up all of my time. So no, I, I don't have a quote unquote job, job. This is my job, job. So I'm a full-time entrepreneur making it happen. So, and I love it. And I love the grind. I mean, I'm, a, I'm addicted to the grind. So it's crazy. I think I had somebody on Facebook ask me something like, uh, how good are you? How good are you on a scale of one to 10? How good are you at taking time off? <laughs> and I said, right now I'm a one. I, I love the grind. I just do. I love it. I love it. And we have so much positive business momentum and I'm so excited for 2021. And like I said, guys, I mean, I, I you know, I was kind of planning on like, for example, if there was no bowl game, you know, taking this week off, no podcast, no live streams, but like deep down, I'm, I'm really happy the way it turned out. 
because I, I love doing this. I, I love doing this. And again, we have so much positive momentum. It's like being a pitcher, like I was, and you're throwing a gym. The last thing you want to do is have that batter step out and take extra time and get and mess up your rhythm. When you got that momentum going, you got that rhythm going, you want that ball back as fast as possible, and you want to toe that rubber and throw into the pitch because you're feeling it. You're in the zone. That's how I feel right now with what we're doing. So, again, great question, and maybe someday I could expand even more on that. But, uh, yeah, no, this is a legitimate small business, man. I'm a full-time entrepreneur, and, uh, you know, the Spurs Up show is my preneur, if you will. So, it, it's been a blessing, man. It's been a blast, and uh, I, I really cannot wait for what 2021 has in store. So, again, I'll get off that. Sorry for the ramble. Sorry for the rant there. Um, Blaine underscore 2008, who will be coaching? Mike Bobo, uh, Thomas underscore Brady underscore H, who will be the D.C. in the upcoming bowl game? When should we expect to see the staff? Travaris Robinson coming back. He will be the D.C., I would assume. I think the staff hires will be announced sometime middle this week. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. That's what I think. Sports Talk, Benji, are we underdogs? Yes, plus five to UAB. Um, Southern LJ20, if Bobo coaches a good game, does it keep his job in some capacity on the new staff? I don't really know that this game would have that much implications on his future at South Carolina. I mean, maybe, maybe it would, but I think that's probably something where Beamer kind of already knows. Like he, he's already made up his mind. I, I don't really know how much what happens on Saturday would play into that. So, I mean, it certainly would help, but also I think that decision's already made. So no, I would say no. I don't, I don't think it really matters either way. Uh, last question, Robert Anchik. Robert E. Robert Y. Robert Yonchik. I don't know. Sorry, I'm butchering that. You're Robert Yonchik. Timeline for competing for the East. Realistically, I'd say it's going to take a minimum of three to four years. Um, you you got to get you know you got to instill the culture and and uh, you know your systems and your schemes and all that good stuff. But you got to get the players in there, man. It's it's about Jimmys and Joes, not X's and O's. And if you don't have the guys, you're just not going to do it. You know what I mean? You're, you're just. I mean, hey, Steve Spurrier was a great coach, but he didn't have those guys until year five, year six. So you got to get the guys in there. And again, I think there's good players on this roster right now. But Shane Beamer's got to get his guys in there. So to realistically compete for the SEC East, I'd say three to four years. Now, I think you can make progress and take positive steps in that direction before then, of course. you know, And I think that's, you know, that, that's the biggest thing we want to see is progress. But yeah, three to four years, I think you'll see South Carolina competing for the SEC East again like realistically competing with Georgia, with Florida, you know, finding themselves in that hunt. You know, I think minimum three to four years. Let Shane Beamer get his guys in there. Let him build this thing up. Let him instill that culture. And I think you'll be really, really pleased with the results. So, again, guys, appreciate you tuning in. That's going to do it for me. One last thing really quickly. Uh, kind of went back and forth on this. I know it's very, very last minute, but we are going to do a Capital One Bowl Mania TSUS group. I've made the group at this point. Whenever you're listening, I've probably already put it out on social media. If you guys want to join in that, we'll do uh, you know, winner gets a free free t-shirt or free merch or something. So we'll, we'll do that. Um, if you guys want to join in, you can. Obviously, the bowl games start today, which is crazy with App State and North Texas, and that's a 2:30 kickoff. So hey, if you're hearing that after this. I don't know. You missed the first pick. But either way, going to do that. Decide to do that Do that uh, late Sunday, and uh, we'll have that out on social media. So if you guys want to join in that, be sure to do so. Um, again, I will post all the details on social media. Other than that, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Again, going to be a little bit of a different week. Like I said, I, I'm, a, I'm on the, uh, you know, I'm not in the studio this week. I'm at home with the fam, which it's great to be home, by the way, for the holidays. It, it's, it's great to be home 
with the family, um, kind of doing the whole Christmas thing and all that. But like I said, it is game week. So we'll be talking all week long, podcast, Monday through Friday, the Daily Crow live stream, Monday through Thursday, noon to one. And then Saturday, I will be doing a pregame and postgame show for the Gamecocks game against UAB in Tampa. So guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you tomorrow.